We're back, the Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. Emerging media, e-games, cannabis, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. That's With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. I finally got it memorized, fellas. I there, you go. there you go. We're in there. We're in there. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? 50 episodes in. Yeah, man. Great. <laughs> all right, man. Doing all right. I was telling, I was telling, I was telling the fool earlier. I got my uh, my first uh, COVID nineteen test. Uh oh. Yeah, you know, I was. I, you know, Any result there? Huh? The re- result? I, that, that was like two days ago. So you know, yeah. you know, it was America. Yeah, so. thank you. He's, he's not in the NBA. Man, NBA bubble. I'm not an NBA bubble, man. I ain't rich, so, you know, so I got I got weight like the working man. <laughs> I, I I got I took it because I woke up Sunday morning feeling like I was uh, sweating a little, Uh-oh. And, and neck was hurting, and, you know, temperature you know it was temperature was high, and I was like, and my eyes were, I was like, what the hell? I said, oh, look, and, and I, I go off the deep end when it comes down to medical. Like, it's either I'm good or it's all hell's breaking loose. <laughs> so I got, I got paranoid. <laughs> so, so, but I was like, maybe, you know, maybe it's allergy. So I popped like a Claritin, you know, two, three hours, two, three hours later, I was feeling fine. And then, you know, the headache probably came from the fact the night before I got a little tipsy and <laughs> so, tipsy hustle. Come on, man. Ever since then, I've been fine. So, <laughs> but regardless, I still took the test. All right, all right. I'll, let, I'll let the listeners know via Instagram that I'm I, I'm positive or negative. I'm going with negative right now because I always wear right, a mask, go. man. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to make a joke because I'm wishing for the best right now. Right? Let's <laughs> wait till we get the outcomes. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Uh, go all right, me. all right. Well, I haven't taken the COVID test because I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> so. Uh, that's yeah. a fair point. I have. I'll throw it out there. I did it in Michigan, and um, they what? They, and Anthony and I are talking about this. You know, like early on, you kept hearing, "Oh, it hurts so bad," and those these guys are all okay. Let's truth, say for, they're just wimps. <laughs> I was trying to find the nice PC way to say it. It's, it doesn't hurt. It tinkles. It tickle. It tickles. It tingles. Tink. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> four drinks at the bar. You're like, I'm trying to make this urinal. <laughs> Sorry, man. Tink tingles. What? No, it, t- it tickles. Tickle. Kind of like a burning sensation, like a really light two second burning sensation. That's what it feels like. And you don't even feel. You don't feel the plastic going in or whatever the material is. You just feel like. A zzz. Like and it takes like it's a shock or something. It, it went it went straight up the nostril, man. Yeah, it's weird, man. I, I felt like they were about to touch my brain, man. I was like, oh god. There was a doctor and a nurse. I'm like, don't cry in front of the ladies. Don't cry, man. Act tough. <laughs> All, but you can't control it. All the tears is automatically coming out. You're like, <laughs> see, they're like, you're crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, like, but hopefully we're gonna be good. <laughs> oh man, y'all y'all enjoy that. I'm staying away from y'all. Virtual recording. Here we continue. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so no, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, so this week, you know, we're going to be diving into some good topics. Uh, before we do that, we're going to kick off our whiskey of the episode and we have a special one today. Um, it was the, it was the 2020 winner of world whiskey awards. Um, this was the best, uh, world's best rye for 2020. And then we're going to be sipping on, Archie Rose, um, which is a rye malt whiskey. 
So we're going to give this a try. It was one of the world's best um, whiskeys for this year, and uh, we're going to give it a shot. Well, Clyde introducing a drink to us, man, because I, ne- I had never heard of this. So cool, never. man. Cool find. Not never. Come yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an Australian uh, whiskey, so they're uh, they're coming. <laughs> Clyde probably got an Australian passport too. Remember the U.S. passport used to be like gold. Now it's not. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. <laughs> I was thinking about driving through Canada on the way back, like, and then hitting Toronto up, but you know we can't. <laughs> so wouldn't be allowed back. Wouldn't be allowed in. First of all, they just like you just stay your ass in the U.S., man. <laughs> right, anyway. right, right, right. So today's episode, we're going to do a bunch of hot topics. Um, we want to talk about you know there's so much going on in the world. Uh, from markets to businesses to mergers to acquisitions to sales, uh, so much going on. So we just want to touch on a bunch of all of, all of those key topics, and you know we want to kick it off with um, a record breaker to start. One of uh, Athul's favorites, and the reason why he's the rich one is because uh, Apple they reached two trillion dollar market cap. Boom! Amazing for a company, um, and you know it's eye opening. You know, the, the quote that I saw was that, that under Apple reaching two trillion was what recession? <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> they added like a trillion since March in five months. Isn't that dope? <laughs> I mean, I think it is. My wife thinks it is. <laughs> Get to buy her some more Cheetos, whatever she wants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what do you what do you guys think of this? I'm just I'm curious. What are your thoughts? I would say, uh, you know, the NBA is living in a bubble. I think there's another bubble coming. <laughs> so it's a there, in my opinion, um, I think it's great. I think they have a, a great products, long runway. But you know, it's one of those things where I think everything is just pumped up. One of the early episodes where you were talking about uh, a when you were talking about how the markets, you know, uh, pumped up on a white substance. I think this is uh, one. Wait, where, where, where are you going with this, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's messy, right? Yeah. So okay. I've, I've been talking to a bunch of my so my friends who are portfolio managers or money managers. So the cats that are in in touch with a lot of people who handle money. It doesn't mean that they're always right, because uh, often they get it wrong, and that most of the time they're right. So they handle money for large funds and institutions, right? So big, big companies. So we were talking about all this. Okay. You could argue both sides, undervalued and overvalued. I think initially I was thinking I came into the conversation overvalued. Cool. I own some. I could take some profits. Clyde, you hit me up with that text and I was like, uh, you said, Hey, so time to take some profits. So I was like, I didn't respond because I was thinking about it. Right. <laughs> I said, I'm going to, I'm going to revisit this tonight after I didn't, I didn't sell anything, sell anything, sell out anything. So when I was talking to some of my friends too, so you could argue both of these sides. It's inflated, right? The market, yeah. but the mark everything's popping up, and who knows why? Because we know that October second is when anyone who took Fed money, they're gonna have to start making some decisions after October second. They can't lay anyone off before that. They can furlough, but they can't lay off officially. And that's when some stuff may hit the fan. Now I'm looking at tech, so let's just go straight back in the tech. The big four, killing it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, since, and 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 some of them are positioned very well for this pandemic. You wouldn't think Apple would be one of them just because it's high high margin. I mean, high price points and all that. But they they've been killing it because you know they're still still killing it because of all the different revenue streams they have. Yeah. Let's go into this. You could argue under they're kind of undervalued, right? So let, let's go mm-hmm. with this question. So these folks, the, all the tech folks, they're not afraid to pivot. They don't give a damn. They don't remain complacent. So they've got all these yeah. trillion dollar lines. I'm sorry. We shouldn't say trillion. That just happened. The two trillion just happened. Trillion happened like I think last year, right? The first time. Mm-hmm. So 
multiple hundreds of billions that they all have, right? Uh, most of them until this thing happened. Now they were always kind of fine there, but they, what did they do? They didn't remain just on what they had already. They knew the industry is going to continue to shift. People's yeah. desires are going to continue to shift. So they, they started launching new ideas. They put hundreds of billions into R and D to figure out the next big thing. And this, so they can predict and sometimes even dictate where we're going in the future, right? Yeah. iPhone, he came out with it. He goes, this is where you're going to be. We're like, no, we're not. And then two years later, yeah, we are, right? Uh, when it first came out, now they've pivoted. So you could claim, because in the 80s, let's say, go, go back to the oil industry when they ran it. Yeah. They weren't moving. They knew Earth was going to have limitations, right, as far as resources, <laughs> but they didn't pivot. What they what did they do? They took their crazy ass profits and they put it back into dividend by you know into dividends. So, so let's remain for the loyal shareholders, uh, buy back on stocks, and then probably a lot of lobbyists. Right, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. So if they would just have looked into alternative energy, that could have been them. Elon could have been working for like mobile right now. You know what I'm saying? So. That's the one side you can argue where tech like Amazon, uh, Facebook, Google, like Google, especially Facebook, who knows, but because they have to keep a coin with Google with all the things they're doing, they fail a lot. I mean, they've killed it in yeah. search, right? But they fail with Google Glasses. They tried it so many times, social media, Google fail, fiber, fail, Google fiber. Yep. Boom. They fail a lot, but they're not complacent. They keep trying. You're going to fail a lot. They're running like a true multi 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 billion hundreds of billion dollar vc technically yeah. they're, they're, they're not, not afraid to be nimble and you one of you two brought up a couple of weeks ago microsoft had acquired some gaming thing and then within a year less than a year shut it down uh yeah I know. they thought I, they could I make it they thought oh, they so, could kill it yeah microsoft was so everybody has their their, their acquisition way of handling business like the way they do things right they some you know google Microsoft, they'll acquire companies and struggle to integrate them into their overall portfolio and how they're going to use it. Microsoft, especially. Yeah. Google has the tendency to do well with it. Apple, you know, you know App, Apple's biggest thing right now is they, they have their products. They're, they're not, because the competition is so real right now, they don't make massive new innovations because the competition is just there, right? Mm. But they, they have such brand power yep. that, you know, when, when I, I have my, you know, you're, you know, I have my friends who are Android, you know, Android uh, phone users. Must be poor. I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 they, I'm just they, 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 they will argue, they will argue the features that are on the Apple devices, the Samsung, you know, they've had already, right? They've yeah. had them for three years. But yeah, what it's Apple, true. It's true. Apple does a great job is what they do is hold back features until they lead you into the into when you should be ready like the 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 visual unlocking of your phone that that was there they had it they yeah. wanted you to do the thumbprint first you know and then and then they slowly up you know upgrade you as opposed to tossing everything there so they keep on adding you keep on you know wanting more of the apple products and now and that's how it's always going to be with apple they don't need to come out with eight million new devices they just improve their devices with new features maybe all glass phones like they had now yeah. you know, started with the 10 and just, that's what apple does great you know and now they're now their services division is growing Good point. And, that's, and, and that's and that's the that's the scary part scary oh. one like once that services line really becomes uh significant to their bottom line that's going to be a huge uh, so, it's not there yet but it's getting there so that so the echo that point uh specifically apple a year ago had 130 million um subscription services um a year ago guess how many they had today uh, is this domestic only guess. is this domestic you'll never guess and they have 550 million also oh, global paid, okay 
pay subscription services um, wow. up over a year. So year over year, you know, that's 5X almost and grow. And they're talking about and they're talking about doing like a bundle now, right? Like they're talking about exactly. tying Apple Apple Music to Apple TV yep. to I don't know, eight million other services too. So they're it's yep. just they're just gonna make it all and, so and Anthony, your space more than ours, man, like the healthcare play that they're thinking they're already teeing up. And you know why how they you know how they've been teeing up for that for three years without any tech stuff. Tim Cook has been really smart about coming out and saying he's acknowledging the fact iPhones for maybe sometimes less features are a couple hundred bucks higher in price point. Why? Our security is far superior to Droid. Mm-hmm. Droid has, I like that. They have the stylus thing you can pull out and put that. That's kind of dope. I love that. My cousin's been throwing that at me for three years. That's a, that's a Palm Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's a cool feature that's and some other things, but you pay like a $200 premium on Apple and guess what? You're, I mean, hey, I don't want to put it out there and they come after us, but like, you know, our cybersecurity is far superior on the iPhone and that's one thing he's been touting because he knows yeah. he's going into healthcare. Let's get that branding out there right now. Well, yeah, so Apple, they have, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a two-step um, um, security verification that Androids don't have, but it's a way to how they tokenize, tokenize and, and, and oh, on and, the back end without any our participation. With, oh, yeah, I didn't know so that. that's how that's how they that's how they're doing. And that's what the Apple Health is. But then, you know, when Apple Health comes in, you know, it's already automatically on your phone when you buy it, and it's just you signing in. So they're doing individual deals with medical, you know, hospitals all across or you know facilities across the country. The huge one they did was with the VA. And that's and that's the huge one. So now every veteran oh, can, that's huge. And can can log in to the VA their account through the Apple Health. So what they're going to do with it, how they're going to grow it, you know that that remains to be seen. But uh, they're tackling a whole bunch of services side of uh, the game, and everything's already there for them. So the VA play would be a volume play, and then they're going to want to go for the high margin folks later on down the road. I'm assuming, right? You, I, usually I, they do it in the, reverse, but well, that's it, dep- it depends what the, the 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 revenue model is, right? Like sure. I don't know, like. They, they, you do a deal with the VA, you open up your, their system so they can plug in. Where's the, where I don't, I don't, maybe I'm just not thinking through it right now, but I don't know where the revenue play is on that from an Apple health side besides controlling again, almost like the, your life ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that, I mean, I think that's probably more of a valid point on the life ecosystem, right? So that, you know, it started off with Apple music. Um, uh, no, iTunes was drew you in, which eventually evolved to you buying Mac products of, of computers and um, now phones and et cetera. So, you know, I think they're going to continue to go down that path and draw you in with another uh, segment of the population because you think about it as like a marketer, you want to find all these different segments that can work with your your product, right? And then you say, you know, uh, you you got the millennials, you got the early early adopters, and now, if you want to bring in the healthcare folks who are, you know, traditionally not buying your Apple phones, which is why they're now launching low price iPhones like the SE model, um, which is substantially for Asia and stuff, right? Yep. Well, that's, yep. that's for here too, right? Yep. Asia, Asia. Okay. Here as well. But, you know, it, it starts thinking about how can you market your products into different audiences that can eventually make sense for you to expand those services? Because ultimately, Apple's going to be going from a hardware company to a software company. Uh, in the very near future, which is why their focus is on uh, the service business. And, you know, I, you know, I was joking earlier around everything was pumped up. But, you know, the more and more you look at the data and the data points, I think they can be on their way to three trillion within the next probably 24 months. Um, is my Damn. Clyde. All right. Put money uh, on Clyde. I mean, because you think about it, they're, they're doing a four for one split. And traditionally, 
traditionally uh, with the split uh, go up around 30 percent uh in addition to that they're going to be you know doing the bundle like you mentioned earlier anthony but now they're going to be putting everything together where historically you know you get apple music then you got apple plus and you're all playing these different price points now they're just going to say you're going to give it to you all for like 25 or 30 bucks and you're like okay that's a deal mm, yeah. uh so you're gonna start to see that grow and um i just think it's it's just on its way so you know, while it is high right now, I think the game changer is going to be when they do that split. It's going to go from 450, 460, where it is today, to around 100 and some change. And it's going to make it attractive to the everyday buyer, right? Because right. you're talking about the institutional money. And, you know, now you're starting to in- incorporate the Robin Hood traders who are yeah. just buying on, you know, a lot of the fundamentals are different than what was historically looked at. No uh, fundamentals. No fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> no fundamentals at all. I got, an app, I got an iPhone. I'm going to buy iPhone, buy Apple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. right. So, no, I think it's on the way. I, you know, I made my prediction 24 months, go up another trillion dollars. What do you guys have? If we're, if we're thinking three trillion, then I'm going to say 12 months. Yeah, I was yeah. going to go. I was going I'm going to go sooner, and that's probably stupid as hell for me to say. But you know I what? Think, Either way, I, I win. I think. I think way before. I think it before end of 2021. So yeah, 12, 12 to okay. 18. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, three the, trillion, trillion though, man. That's kind of scary, man. So that's they're going to be one seventh of the U.S. GDP. <laughs> 21, 22 mil. Bill, a trillion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, and then there, there's a lot of factors that come into play on that one, right? We don't know what's going to happen in you know, 80 days or less than 80 days right now when it comes to yeah. the general election. So, depending on who's in office, it could happen faster or it might be slower. I have a prediction about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I should I should be a political strategist for both sides. Hey, you can pay me. I'll help you both. I'll help you <laughs> help help you beat nobody. <laughs> All right. Where are you taking us, Clyde? Where are we going next? <laughs> He's choking. Add to the election. Now <laughs> split vote down the middle. Now hmm. I want to I want to I want to pick up on um, another great topic that you know I'm very excited about. Um, the NBA bubble has re- officially launched the playoffs. Mm. Um, it kicked off this week. Mm. We've seen some upsets already. Uh, um, Milwaukee. Didn't say anything. Got, got beat. I'm not saying anything. I'm not Didn't going there. I'm being quiet. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a like of yours on Twitter. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I got a bunch of those about Jordan. <laughs> no, I, we, we already know what's going to happen. On the, okay, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that you know that's kicked off. But most importantly, it's uh, I like to say it's like the brand playoffs as well, right? Because this is historically beyond the Super Bowl and March Madness. NBA mm-hmm. playoffs is where a lot of brands spend a lot of money from a marketing perspective, and now they have um, a dual approach of not only having a locked in locked in audience of people who don't have a lot of choices to go anywhere. But they also have this new NBA bubble where they can test out new technologies, which is very exciting. I know a bunch of us have seen the so cool. uh, the virtual fans, uh, which which over over time you, you get used to. Um, but that's something interesting as well. You got the augmented reality on the on the floor. You got a bunch of innovations that's that's happening in the bubble, and I think it's done a couple of things. It's made the experience better for people at home. But then also it's making more revenue for the NBA and ways to uh, expand the potential for the, for the business. Shot clock on the floor. Did you, that's a, I saw it last night for the first time oh, yeah, during the Lakers game. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? That was yeah. that was dope. 
And they couldn't have done that before. <laughs> they've, been, they've been sitting on that tech. That's a, that's a dope idea, right? And you don't have to kind of wonder. You have to look I, down I, outside. You can, yeah, no, I think it's great. Like they also add, they added more. Are there more ads on the floor now too? You seems have, like it. I guess like you there would was, know. There was in court. There was an in court. Like I guess the the um, either the court sponsor or the yeah the court sponsor. Yeah. And then there was there's something now out uh, out of bounds too. Was that always there? I don't think it was always. Yeah, there. that was always there. Uh, each team had like sideline sponsors. I think the one for like the Brooklyn Nets was uh, Goat. The uh, sneaker reseller company. Oh yeah, yeah. So, all the ones that you're seeing today uh, in the bubble, they're augmented reality onto the screen um, based on who they already have sponsorships with. Okay, and then, and those fans, you said they don't pay anything to be kind of hot, whatever. Are they zooming? Yeah, How are they getting in? <laughs> those fans on the screen. That's a real interesting concept because yeah, that's something that a liquor sponsor, uh, Michelob. The beer company, um, they they're the presenting sponsor for that screen. They're getting great placement. Uh, these fans, all they have to do is go to I think like either Twitter or online email, and they can get a free access to um, be, be on the, be a virtual fan for the screen of the games. So what they do is is they go on, they um, request it, and then they approve, and they log on thirty minutes before. Uh, you have your, you know, your laptop, pretty much like how we're visiting. I mean, uh, doing this interview right now, they uh, and watching the game, and it's it's a great experience. And then they get to sit there and live react, which is, is that that's it? Yeah, yeah, you just it's so dope, man. I love it. Yeah, and one of the cool thing about it is that um, you know, celebrities have been on there, like Lil Wayne was watching yeah. Lakers game one time, trying to get the fan next to the virtual high five them. Shaq's <laughs> been on there, like a lot of the players and their families. Have been going on, and you know, you playing the game. You see your mom in the stands as a player. I think Kyle Kuzma had that. Oh, that's and, hilarious! Um, <laughs> some other fans. So yeah, it's it's just a cool innovation in technology behind the business. So that's going to get more and more interesting. They could just average, you know, throw ads anywhere and everywhere, just as long as it doesn't get cumbersome. It could get interesting. Exactly. So that's where that's where it's eventually going. Um, right now, this is a pretty much a big testing ground yeah. um, for the ads because you pretty much have a blank court. Um, but just think about how. Over time, you can sell that that ad space yeah. uh, programmatically by region, where you know you do a timeout, and you know while you you're having that time, you can put up a local car dealership ad by the local market on the floor, you know in between the, in between the you know the game going on, you know that now they're able to charge higher ad rate. So that's just where it's going. Mm. You know, I'm surprised like the uh, NHL didn't do anything right like that. Have you been watching? I, I I see the I see the, the the on the on the boards, but I thought that was already pre. That's, is that programmatic AI or whatever the hell it's called? Augmented, augmented, yeah. Okay, Would you call me? No, like, <laughs> I, okay. just, I just say that because I haven't been watching, so I don't no, have. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I've watched and it's on. They have the boards lit, you know, with, with sponsors, but I haven't. Maybe I haven't watched enough to see between the different teams. Most of the times, like uh, the Islanders were on or the Rangers were on. I watch it. It's just the mm. Rangers, you know, hockey is an interesting game. It's a lot. It's very fast as well, but it just doesn't have the energy because when the NHL playoffs are on, you know, I hate, you know, like when it comes to playoffs, same time, I would say NHL and yeah, NHL has some exciting playoffs. And I think that's more of a broadcasting side uh, with, with, uh, with NBC way NBC broadcast it is a very exciting kind of playoffs. Um, but 
they they always have their ads on the boards, but there's nothing really on the ice, and I could be mistaken. Um, but typically, what I bring that up is because NHL usually kind of forward thinking when it comes down to tech um, with technology. When it comes down NHL to is as well. Compared, I mean, NBA is NHL. NHL. Well, NBA. NBA was like a little the- behind initially, right? Oh. But NHL was ahead when it came down to. Uh, on their on their digital asset side with their online viewing hmm. when it came out of people buying their packages online and watching their games wherever in the country. And I don't think the NBA was there just yet when NHL launched it, but the, you know, the NBA caught up and ran and went gangbusters with it. Right. right. So they took it to a whole nother level with their clips. I don't think, and that's where the NBA kills it. The NBA kills it with their clips and their replays that no other league can catch up to it. But I got a, a digress. But I don't see. I don't know. If, I don't see that with, as much with the NHL, baseball. They're just using the same ads that they have in the stadium. Mm. Um, we'd love to see what the NFL does, but I hope they yeah. go, man. I hope they get. I don't know how that it can spread like wildfire. Well, you we're talking about let's talk, like college football. You see what college football exactly, exactly. Notre Dame announced today that they're suspending practices. Yep, because they, yep. because that, they had to. They you know, already shut down school. Hmm? You know, where the University of North Carolina sent the students back from campus. Uh, it's just going to be a real shit show um, yeah. across the hey, board. Hey, but hey, but Mer- people, people, people want to watch football. America. It's about football. America. That's why I put it. That's why I put it in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to throw them all in the NBA bubble with their own sports and rackets and just let them go at it. <laughs> football. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. But yeah. I think the NBA is gonna be the only one left standing at the end of this with actual real championship. It's gonna probably be your boy. Uh, so I can't I see. Know. I can't. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope for you guys it is this year because guess what? KD comes back next year and the Warriors are going to be hot again next year. So you, you better, he's got to get it done this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We will see. We will see. Yeah. And, you know, to close out the, uh, um, you know, bubble technology, there's a bunch of other things going on that's very cool. But, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this virtual scoreboard was that Microsoft was also behind it as well. Oh, was, really? Yeah. It was like Microsoft kind of technology with the people using Microsoft Teams to go into the virtual experience. Um, you know how everyone's always saying, zoom this, zoom that. Microsoft is trying to make their play by using this as a launch pad. But um, mm. that was that was an interesting piece for me around the technology, which leads me to another topic that's kind of uh, been hot, hot, hot and uh, interesting is that, you know, TikTok is, is on the clock. Um, you don't stop. Yep. <laughs> Microsoft Microsoft was in there early. Um, then Twitter took a peek. And now the big news is Oracle is trying to make a play. So yep. TikTok is one of those things. Yeah. So he went to my alma mater, Larry Ellison, but he's at a boring company for uh, as a home. So he, look at this TikTok, right? So Trump asking, you know, the U.S., hey, let's acquire TikTok. U.S. Treasury takes a cut. That's anti-competitiveness, which is a, a line from the Democrats, right? And so his Republican homies are having to get on board with him doing like some anti-competitive thing because you usually let big business run as big business. If I was China, I would say go to hell. And I, if I was America, I'd say go to hell, you know, because this is it's only a 30, 40 billion dollar play for these large, you know, 25 trillion economy companies. Right. At the end of the day, it's going to look bad for whoever, whoever, quote unquote, wins this. So I don't know how they they're gonna move forward. If Microsoft gets it, they'll probably I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the play is. Well Yeah, I don't know what the play is either because I don't think it's gonna be the same thing once someone else has acquired it. Exactly. Uh, the big the big piece of technology, which is the algorithm, is what drives it and China is in, in behind behind that and 
if they pass it over, they're not going to give over, give away the algorithm. So that's mm. they're going to be getting a lost company. Yep. I mean, hey, look, we're uh, most U.S. apps are banned in China, so here you go. <laughs> that's gonna, you're going to have a lot of 13 year olds going to get really mad in America. They <laughs> don't have their TikTok. Else. They'll find something else. There's always something else. I think the biggest thing now. Reels, uh, Facebook's launching Reels, uh, it's, but they don't have the algorithms that TikTok does, man. You know what I'm saying? So let's see. Let's see what happens. But that's going to be interesting one to watch. And they, I think it's 30 days. But then he just came out the other day and said, maybe we'll do it after the, after the election. I don't know what this guy's doing. So who knows? So he's I'm probably, he's trying to do anything not to offend too many. Well, he offends people all the, all the time. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> but he knows who he knows how and when to pull back. He's the perfect political savvy dude <laughs> in that regard. And just so you know, like the hot, the hot, the next hottest app that's on the on the boards right now is an, an app that's similar to TikTok called Triller. Yeah. Uh, so I say check that one out because that's one of the ones uh, that is looking to scoop up if TikTok goes away. So Trump opened a Triller account. Apparently, um, one of my guys was saying, he goes, dude, you, you, you got to see this. I didn't see it. But so so that 46 year old living in his Toyota Camry telling you financial advice from, on TikTok's going to move over to Trilly. He's got a, he's got a new home. Still in the car, but still got a new social media home. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we want to jump into uh, Walmart versus Amazon. All right. One of our early episodes, we talked about that. But go ahead. Give us an update. I've been wanting. So here's the thing. I think people are sleeping on Walmart. Amazon, we already know. They're like to the moon, right? <laughs> they, they're, I don't know what it was at, 3,300 today or something like that. It's crazy. And um, so I'm, I'm cool with both of these guys winning because, you know, I'm long bolt. So <laughs> let's do it. But I think people need to stop sleeping on Walmart. Let's compare numbers. I'm going to throw numbers. Slow me down. I talk fast. All right. 375 billion, right? Walmart, Walmart's market cap versus 1.7 trillion for Amazon. That's four and a half times Walmart. All right. Let's go to the next number. P.E. for Walmart is 25. P.E. for Amazon is 127, five times as much. And for people, P.E. is just a way where you you take the, uh, helps you determine if a stock is under or overvalued. Just a quick, quick way to look at it. So you take the market price per share over their yeah. earnings. So then you can just get it because you don't know, like if they're in different industries, it could have different things, right? So like you, that's a good, just simple metric. Oh, the P.E. is this. Well, if Walmart's P.E. is one-fifth of Amazon's. All right. That means it's cheaper right now. It's it's truer to book value. Let's let's put it that way. Okay. Walmart revenue for the 12 months ending in April 30th. So only really a month or two of COVID, right? Spike in sales. 534 billion versus market cap of, which is 160 more than what they're worth on the mar- on the stock market right now. All the shares. Amazon, on the other hand, 321 billion they've pulled the last 20 months, 12 months. On June 30th. So they had the full pretty much thing, three, four months of COVID spike, right? Mm-hmm. So, which is 3.21 is only 60% of what Walmart pulls in revenues, but Walmart, no, no one's saying Amazon at 3,300 3, a share and at 1.7 trillion is overvalued. Everyone's saying Walmart at 375 billion is overvalued. I don't get it. And they're the only true competitor to Amazon long term. Tell me what's up, fellas. So a couple of things there, right? So uh, I immediately go to Walmart's uh, legacy cost of has, having physical stores has been a big uh, driver of that cost being um, driven down. In addition to that, they were slow to the e-commerce game. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things that they tried to do was buy Jet, which yeah. was what was it, like a three billion dollar experiment. Yeah. They got Mark Lore from it, but still. <laughs> um, I mean, you pay three billion dollars for one person. That's essentially what they did, right? And but hey, three billion, but they're oh, so you got it. What I'm saying, right? They're making forty percent more than Amazon any given year. Mm-hmm. But their cost is higher, right? Their cost. No, no. Uh, Amazon's cost got to be through the roof with all this new delivery. I, Walmart's costs are going to go up, but their true revenue that they bring home is forty percent higher than Amazon. Well, Walmart, I'm, Walmart's technically making more when you when you yeah when you cut when you cut it when you cut it <laughs> yeah. up to the actual sector, right? If you look at retail only, who's making more money, right? So Amazon, you got to include, you, you include just about their entire, their entire bit portfolio, right? Is that well, Walmart's right? in the, pretty much in the same industries. That's what I'm saying. Pretty much yeah, yeah, everything. But, but, but Amazon's, no, Amazon, well, I'm talking about like Amazon, you got AWS, you got, you, okay. you have, you have yeah. all these other industries that are part of that overall, their overall uh, pie, as opposed to Walmart, Everything is tied into yeah. most of their revenue. You know, majority of their revenue is tied into their retail retail sales. Now you have the real estate play. I don't know if that real estate side of it cause wasn't the, their, their initial play on the real estate was like they owned the whole plot of land. Oh yeah, and they're that, buying up yeah. straight malls and yeah. sh- tearing them down. But they're also shutting. Up. They're also shutting down locations now yeah, too. Yeah. They've been shutting down locations for the past couple of years, and they're shutting down locations in 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 tried and true areas where it used to be like the home, like in, in mm. different parts of Arkansas, not Arkansas, but like in Alabama mm-hmm. and in the South, where they they were the main employer. So yeah. that's coming up. But you know, they got the data. They know what where they're where they're making the money, and they they're going where the money uh, where they can make the money. I I think their 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 play on the e commerce, like you guys were saying. Was slow as I don't know. They're killing it. Now. They're the only but true competitor, they, though. I think yeah. they're going to start. I think they're doing they, well. They have the money too. Also, yeah. right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they actually they're the only competitor that has the money to go against Amazon. Yep, and they've only gone up seventy five billion in, like in the last year as far as market cap, right? So it's relatively inexpensive company, one of the most undervalued companies out there. That's going to be around ten years from now in some capacity. Walmart will, right? Absolutely. So what comes to the dough? So one one of the things I would I would I would say think about, and you touched on this earlier in the episode, was talking about the investment in the business, the R and D, right? So Amazon has been notoriously known for saying, yeah. "We're not going to make a profit because we're going to put all the money we make back into the business to find that next thing." Tax evasion, baby. <laughs> hey, it's legal tax evasion. That's evading taxes. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so you know, while Walmart is. They have the opportunity to be in that space. I think, you know, with them having a legacy business where they're trying to return some profits mm-hmm. to the business is one of the reasons why their stock is lagging um, because, you know, they're not innovating fast enough. Think about the, I think it was called what Walmart Plus. They were supposed to yeah. launch a version of Prime uh, and it's been delayed. Like during COVID where you need this as much as anything else, that's yeah. all that been on deck to get that launch. I think it was originally projected to launch uh, early summer but they, they did just partner with instacart though just recently like this week so like offering same day delivery but that's someone taking a cut as but well so the, but so what <clears throat> what i when it comes out like walmart is clearly second right to, yeah, to amazon, behind yeah. amazon the question is is walmart going to be able to close the gap right are they going to be able to get closer to amazon within this sector not overall revenue etc just within this sector i think so the, the catch where i think we're we're again and you guys tell me if I'm looking at it incorrectly. Walmart's Walmart's customer is different than Amazon. Yeah. 
right? Like you, like when, when we talk, like, I, and it's awesome, not me. Right? It, it, huh? <laughs> that's small difference, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, it's, 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 there are, there, there is a demographic of America. And I know some, sometimes people, it's hard to believe that they don't order online all the time, right? Yeah. They still want to go into the store. And that's the upside that Walmart has. And, and then, and then you can kind of, cut that part up, you know, who, what that demographic and everyone's is within was. 20 minutes of a Walmart. Right. Yeah. I mean, so that's the difference. That's the difference. Right. And that's where Amazon even sees it too. When they, when they're adding their, their lock boxes yeah, and, and, and different stores, right. Yeah. Like they know that people still need to pick things up mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting for delivery. So there is something there that Walmart, you know, I guess they're going to continue to look at more efficiencies, grow their e-commerce side of it. Um, but you know, they are playing a massive catch up and, but if anybody has the cash to do it, they can. They're, I don't think oh. they're ever going to catch up. But just, to, to, just yeah, to and just close you, gap. great points all around. But they, just to know, so Walmart has the traditional, you know, they have the traditional logistics. They've got that down, right? Supply yeah. chain, that's all them. Amazon had e-commerce. Amazon is now entering Walmart space, trying to get the supply chain logistics as Walmart's trying to get into e-commerce. They both have what the other wants. They both have their own space and they're trying to get what the other has. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be good competition. I think you need a healthy, cause look, Amazon's is getting you right now by selling things cheaply. When they kill everyone else 10 years from now, and that shit, you know, that, <laughs> that Lysol you were buying for $3 is going to be $34, right? When everyone else is dead. So you got to watch out. So that's the only reason I can say, okay, you know, when we talked about some of the organiz- companies from the eighties, nineties that had to be broken up, uh, you know, that was the thing because they could, were charging premium pricing then, but Amazon's not doing that. So they, you know, they could say, Hey, well, we're trying to make it cheaper for the customer well, until they kill everybody. Then, you know, Bezos plays the long game. So I'm, I'm just saying, don't sleep on Walmart. Uh, they're, they're good stuff. They're both great quality stocks. You know, Amazon, I'm going to say, I never want to go to malls anymore, but if they're buying JCPenney and Sears and turning them into distribution centers, I'd rather go see uh, through a window robots in a distribution center at Amazon working than shop at a Sears. You know what I'm saying? So that might draw me to the mall. That might be a cool experience. You you know, buy a little popcorn, just check it out. Check it out. It's like a movie. (laughs) That's all. Don't sleep. No, not I Am Legend. It was iRobot. Will Smith. Ah, yes. Good movie, though. Good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, all right, anyway. all right. That's a good one. That's a good one to watch, and we're continuing to keep it, keep an eye on that. Um, make some bets. Put it in the stock market. Uh, yeah. See where see where it grows the fastest, and see you know ten years from now which one is still standing. Can I say something real quick? One minute about my alma mater, alma mater, U of I, Urbana Champaign. You know what they did? They must have known Trump was winning. In 2015, they took out an insurance plan for $425,000 to insure against tuition income lost from Chinese international students. And the coverage covers them for $60 million. Wow. That's baller. That's kind of in line with what you brought up, like like tennis, Wimbledon. I think back, you know, they did yep. like an insurance plan. Yep. That's right in line, man. That's, you know, they have some of the smartest engineers come out of that, you know, like Larry Ellison, Oracle, Mark Andreessen. Hugh Hefner, <laughs> not an engineer, but you know, <laughs> engineer above the <laughs> Robert Johnson, uh, BET, and Jack Wells, GE. I mean, like you know, we had these kind of people, but that's I, I had no idea that that was even a thing. In 2015, they must have seen what was coming. Wow! Yeah, that was a good in and out, in and out. I'm out. Let's jump somewhere else now. What you all think? right, all right, all right. So, um, oh, shit. All right. Fuck. So, so that, <laughs> drop right, These have been some good hot topics. Um, anything else before we jump off, fellas? I think we should do liquor for Anthony, man. He's he's gro- he's jonesing over there. All right, go ahead. What's the <laughs> liquor industry? Ryan Reynolds 
Everyone knows him as the superhero Green Lantern. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Deadpool. (laughs) He was Green Lantern for DC. That didn't do so well. Deadpool pulled in, I think, 10 times as much money for Marvel. So he sold his aviation gin for $610 million to Diageo, owned by BBP, black and brown person, world's largest liquor company. Diageo has been buying up some crazy premium. Like they bought Diddy Ciroc back in the day. Uh, I think it was five, six years ago. I don't know what the price point is. I couldn't find it. George Clooney's Casamigos tequila sold for seven hundred million. No, I think two years ago, seven hundred. Uh, I, I heard the billion dollar price point too, but then I was looking on uh, on on at my investor report. It says seven hundred. Yeah, it could be up there. Whatever okay. it is. Yeah, but like they, a ton, right? Uh, so Diageo is going on the spending spree and Coca Cola. If anyone like you know when you invest for older folks, they want dividend paying stocks. Dividends are kind of drying up right now. If anyone's looking at a dividend, Coca Cola has always been a nice tried tried and true. They're getting into the hard seltzer Topo Chico. I guess is this thing. It's released in Mexico or it's releasing in Mexico and they're bringing it to the America America next year in a coffee blended dark and flavored mix with Coke a, a coffee coffee drink. I'm bringing this up because I'm man Anthony. He's like, I'm not doing whiskey. Today. I'm doing truly hard seltzer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is owned by Boston Beer. I've never tried any of these, and I'm not a big vodka dude. That's why I don't. I haven't tried them. So, but I guess White Claw and Truly are 85 percent of that market, or 80 percent right now. That's so yeah. That's, well, yeah. White that's Claw was like, what, yeah. White Claw was like the first one in the in the game, and then well, know, Zima was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Zima. Remember Zima? I've never had I've never had Zima, but okay. White Claw. White Claw. Let me tell you something. I told you guys before in previous episodes, and to our loyal listeners, they know I said this. It's a good summer drink. I've heard it's a, it is a, it is it is. I, I'm not a fan of White Claw or uh, uh, well, definitely not Zima, but you know the new ones. <laughs> but like but like Seltzer, they got know, one got, too, right? Yeah, Smirnoff has one. Haven't tried that. Yeah, you know, like that. This is some good ones. They, okay. they are good. And it's like they like it's like five percent vodka. I'm not a vodka uh, okay. fan either anymore. But you know, if you know, and a hundred calories, man. This well, quarantine, this I, quarantine weight is is, is a killer. <laughs> okay. The White Claw, they also own Mike's Hard Lemonade. So when I was back in Chicago, I guess they're they're based there. They're headquartered there, and they're like, "You got to try. It. You're from here." I'm like, mm, I'm good, man. It's got my scotch. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Lady, no, we got to try anything. Lady drinks. <laughs> uh, all right, what's next, man? We good? Tesla, we doing that? Hey, you, Anthony. Uh, let's get in and get out. Clyde, you mentioned I think Robinhood transactions versus TD Ameritrade, and wasn't that you or Anthony on our text? I'll Definitely. take credit for it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, what, what were the numbers, man? <laughs> Give me the numbers again. It was like two hundred fifty billion million for for the quarter transaction volume. What was it? What was it? Oh, I know you're gonna give me a pop quiz. Uh, sorry, man, because I couldn't find it anywhere. I was hoping. Anyway, Robinhood was far like double what the next cat was, and it was TD Ameritrade. Apparently, it's, and I, I don't know right. if it was assets or like volume or if it was, it was actual I think money. It was a vol- I think it was a volume. You know, volume. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So volume makes sense, right? And they're probably smaller clips, right? Like, hey, I'm doing couple hundred dollar trades versus maybe a couple thousand dollar trades on yeah. some of the bigger cats well, like they said like they said let's see what happens especially since uh there's no uh federal stimulus money coming in you know what um, he's gonna do i'm telling you man here's some here me here's gonna, me as a strategist he's gonna light it up in october man yeah, exactly october yeah. october 1st boom a thousand dollars everybody well, boom. Well, what they're saying is that it takes a month anyway arguably so if they yeah. if they come back to the table at the beginning of september He's like, Four oh, weeks. your vote couldn't get in because I was mailing these nice checks to you? My yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. Plug up the system, baby. That's all right. No, I'm going to tell you. So I dipped in from the L.A. Clippers game because, you know, I'm kind of rooting for them. 
around this year. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're going to get it done. Who knows? Who knows if they're going to get it done? I think I think your boy's going to. I think LeBron's going to turn it on and just annihilate everybody actually this year. Um, it just hasn't happened yet. He's going to do it tonight probably or tomorrow. I guess they play tomorrow. Clippers yeah, tonight. Tomorrow. So, uh, all right, Trump's going on bar stool and he's hitting that demo, right? And he's and they're going to go on there and think, oh, this guy's funny. He's not as evil as my mom and dad or, you know, my aunt or whoever, you know, someone said in those big cities, those big bad cities here yeah. in Iowa. He's good for us. Biden. So I chipped in from the Clippers game, checked into the DNC convention thing the other day. It's boring, man. For five minutes, I got to get out. And they what they need to do is because, you know, when the Republicans Trump won on he found a demographic we didn't know existed in America. Angry people about a certain thing. Got it. OK, he found it. Good for him. You can't come out with a light and fluffy stuff as the DNC. This is why they should hire me as a strategist. No, no. <laughs> you, know, you can't come out with that because it's not going to win. It's nice. It's great. We need to hear it. But it's not going to win him that moderate person who doesn't look like us three. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Well, so, so that, I think that, I think he's going after yeah. the suburban mom more than the white white suburban white male as as opposed to like there's there's the two you gotta the problems you gotta separate the two you're right okay. he, he's gonna own his base that's not going anywhere like that's his base there they'll they'll ride it to the wheels you're saying ball. trump's going after the suburban mom well both the democratic party the okay, democratic party is going after it. so i think what what plays into their hands and i saw the first night i didn't really watch um second night as much what's playing into their hands is the the pandemic Yep. Right. And what what could be dangerous for for for, you know, and I am far from a let's make sure I caveat this right now. I am far from a political strategist. OK, so me. hire me. I got this. <laughs> I think I think if this if this college, if, if the if this constant falls off the rails. Yeah. You know, there are schools who have a little bit of common sense. We'll 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 send students home like like the like Notre Dame's of the world. And, you know, what? They'll send students home, but we all know it's a financial play. That's why everybody came back to campus. Yeah. But there's schools that are going to be like, ah, thousands of students have it. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to say where those schools are, but we know those yeah. same schools are in the conferences that are <laughs> playing football. Uh, so <laughs> so yep. I, I think if that goes off the rail, then schools really, you know, are picking up and starting. You know, once the Northeast really starts to get into starting school in a couple of weeks, West Coast, those schools really start moving, and in a, in a month or two, it hits the it hits the fans. That's where it gets ugly. Yeah, that's where it could, it could backfire, or or it can help them. But what Biden needs to come out saying is, "Hey, Trump promised you jobs pre-pandemic. You didn't have them. What makes you think he's going to do it after this? He's got to come out angry and just tell them where it hurts, man. This soft and fluffy stuff, it's great to hear. It didn't work in 2016. I can't see it working now. We got an angry ass base on all sides, right? The pro, the protesters go out and vote. Don't just do it. Don't protest. I I don't know if a lot of that translates to voting. I hope it does. I hope so. I hope so. That's all. Strategist, man. All right. There we go. There we go. That was our um, topics. Political political segment on the Whiskey Hue. Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, don't get used to it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is good. We'll continue to watch it because it is going to affect our, our our pockets, whether the stock market goes up and down, uh, stimulus checks, like they said earlier, or, you know, just opportunity for jobs. So, you know, that's part of the business tech and culture piece that we like to play on. So, yeah. um, you know, this has been a good episode. Before we get out, 
we're going to talk about our whiskey of the day, which is Archie Rose. Uh, it's a you guys? it's a it's a rye whiskey um, from Australia. Australian rye rye whiskey. It's been pretty good um, for me. That was a nice 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 uh, flavor. A little ginger in there. A little apple. A little apple. Uh, a little taste as well. It has like a spice. Smooth, not as much of a bite like Anthony liked the. Uh, okay. <laughs> like he like he like his drinks, but. Uh, I like it overall. I like to know I'm like, drinking something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't taste like Everclear. Put it away. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it has it's a little cool. spice to it. Like it's, 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 it's weird. I, again, as, as we mentioned, I can't, you know, do like a Clyde and go, I can taste all the uh, nutty flavors. Of- Pinky's up, man. Pinky's up. Pinky's up. <laughs> Pinky's up. He's like, little oh. spiced custard. <laughs> I, take, I taste the oak. It's been a barrel. A barrel has been aged for 100 years and another 15 for the drink. <laughs> I parked my bike on that oak tree. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's cool, but it has, it has a little spiciness to it, which is, that's always cool. It's always kind of, that usually lends to giving you a bite. Uh, they might have refined this a bit more, so you don't get that much of a bite. But it's got nice kicks, nice flavors. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know if I do it again though. Ooh, well, okay. Shot across the bow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. I think oh, I'm on You have a better palate because that was the 2020 uh, rye whiskey of the year. Psh, they don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, now we're gonna get to our favorite part of the episode. Shit, you should know. Um, and to have us kick off, you know what? I'm not gonna go first. Oh shit! I'm right. gonna have Atul go first because he's uh, he's very stressed. He's fresh off a of vacation. Yeah, uh, frolicking around in my home state. Yeah, so I'm sure you got some heat. Bring that heat. So I was in your home state, but I'm gonna talk about me today. I was like, <laughs> so she, my shit just knows just two events that I think would be helpful for people. Uh, I got a Fiverr event. We're doing a zoo webinar and getting your startup acquired. We're going to do about an hour long tomorrow. I'll have it up on the websites, LinkedIn, whatever. We'll have it out so you can check that out. I think it's going to be pretty good. Have some good Q&A. Today, I did my first thing, and I think we should do this too. I did a live IG chat with a dear friend of mine, Julia Pimsler. She runs, she's the creator of the Million Dollar Women Movement. So I did a little mm-hmm. IG chat. We just talked about investing in women, female founders, and getting your startup acquired. Similar topic. And she has a great book by the same name. So check her out. And- Hey, 100 years of ago, women won the right to vote this week. Wow. Uh, yeah. So from our Midwest, Wisconsin is where they started. First, first the crazy vote. thing about that is, if you uh, think about it, that's only like three generations ago. Yep. So, I mean, it's not, it hasn't been that long ago, but it just goes to show how far we, we've come uh, in such a short period of time. and But most importantly, how, how far we have to go to, you know, improve upon you know, the time that we we wasted and not giving everybody the, the right to that they deserve. Yeah. So it's on me. All right, AG, what you got? Um, I just things that people need to be aware of. Viacom. I got my my old Uh-oh. shop. You know, they're 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 well with the whole streaming wars that we've talked about in the in the past and we talked multiple times. Viacom's strategy is a little different. Viacom's not going out with their own app and pushing it out there. They're adding their services to other platforms. So they're adding um, some of the shows from Comedy Central on HBO Max. They're going to do some more oh. on Hulu. So I think you know that's going to be the play because you see it also. AMC. They're also at. They added some of their programs onto Hulu as well. So they're. They. I think some of the other major. Uh, programmers are recognizing that they don't necessarily have the portfolio to put their own product out there. Mm-hmm. So why not distribute it across the 
larger uh, platforms. Uh, so it's interesting to see. Um, and 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 the second one, this 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 goes after Klein because I know I used to go after the Thule. What's going on oh. with the, the Detroit Lions with Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson, <laughs> the Detroit Lions want to make things up with him, and they uh, uh, and want him to come back to the family, but. Calvin Johnson is upset with the Detroit Lions because they owe he he wants his million dollars from his signing bonus back. He had to pay back after he retired. <laughs> so, y'all didn't hear about this? Anybody else? Oh, come on, jeez! I thought y'all were going to be ready for the fire. So, but he but he did quit on the team though, right? He retired. What? So he his retired. man, he retired. I mean, he, he was in his prime. Back, he had to pay back a million dollars of uh, of his signing bonus. That, I mean, isn't that the way it goes, though? Didn't the Patriots just go through something like this? But, like, so I, I don't. So this is something that Lions, you, you got to explain this to me. Barry Sanders in his prime. They did the same thing to Barry Sanders. You know, he did it to the He's like, man, he ain't winning shit here. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was about to eclipse Walter Payton's record, which is my guy. Who I'm love. I love it. I got a jersey over there. And I'm like, hey, he's, and he was about to take it. I was so worried. Then Barry Sanders came, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> he just got quit, quit out of the blue. And then, same thing. You had the top. Cats in their in uh, their space. What's going on? So what, what happened? What happened? I I didn't know about that. He's yeah, trying to come back. I just, I he's just a big weed this. dude, though. He's a big cannabis cat. <laughs> you know, he's selling, and he's like in the business side of it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> in the legit business side of it. Hold up, <laughs> Detroit Lions. That's all I wanted to bring up. All right, as, as, we're, as we're running into the NFL season, because you guys all come right. at me about my 49ers No one's coming at you, man. It's just you. It's hey, the hate comes from you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's never the other two. <laughs> Here we go. He's gonna say something now. It's because I got something that. to hate about. <laughs> we all can right. do Anthony's argument for him. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, let's let Clyde. Clyde, what you got? All right, cool, cool, cool. I want to talk about um, upcoming IPO of Airbnb. Oh right. yeah, nice. They just recently announced that they're going to be listing, um, going public pretty soon. Um, this is interesting because they're. They were supposed to go public, uh, I think, like 2017, 2018, 2019. You know, public a while ago. They were just waiting for the right time. And right now, I think they're forced to go public. They've been in a space where they've been in, um, they've been, um, I think the number that they missed out on revenue since the uh, COVID has been over uh, like $300 million uh, revenue that they've missed out on, um, specifically. Because, you know, they haven't been able to get bookings. I think that's starting to turn around now because a lot yeah. of people who are local are now trying to find, you know, short driving distance places. Yep. And people yeah. are looking for Airbnb. So that's starting to turn around. So Q3, Q4 is showing some improvement. And that's right around the time where they're going to be launching to go public. Uh, their initial valuation in the company was roughly around uh, $31 billion um, <laughs> when they were, you know, going to file to go public. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be in that same range, but that's something to watch out for. I, I tell everyone to take a look. Um, you know, it's one of those companies. Do you believe in it long term? Is it something you want to buy into the IPL to invest in? Um, <laughs> no. All right. Interesting. And take, he's take his head. You know, one of the things that I've been noticing, a lot of the IPOs where you've been showing revenue, um, showing some profitability, profitability have been seeing success over, over the last couple of months. You know, Rocket Mortgage. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, that's your boy. <laughs> and they, uh, they saw a big jump in their, in their uh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> they, saw, they saw a big uh, jump in their stock, but you know, that's what I want I wanted to to add to my situation now. Air, Airbnb IPO is coming. 
I think oh. they I think they may pop. I'm just going to say, yeah. I'm going to put out there, I think money is cheap as hell right now. The Fed has already said we're not going to raise interest rates until 2022. So you got low interest rates, cheap money. I think people are just, they're going to be throwing it around. Let these Robin Hood cats do what they got to do. <laughs> it's going to, they're going to shoot it. The business model they understand. I just stayed at Airbnb yesterday. Boom. <laughs> they're going to invest in it, right? So I think, I think it's going to pop. I think it's got a good model and the regulations haven't hit them. I think people aren't going to be worried about the regulations for a while because of everything going on, right? They're going to be worried about other stuff. Yep. So they could, they could get a good couple of years, I think. Who knows? I may be wrong, but I, I, I endorse it. Right. My endorsement doesn't matter, but you know, <laughs> put it out there. <laughs> That's been this episode of Shit You Should Know, and thank you for listening to the Whiskey Hue. Uh, it's been a great episode. We check us out on all platforms, uh, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and for all our new listeners, check out some of our older episodes where you know you can see where we've been, some of the predictions we've made, and um, uh, most of them have come true. So, <laughs> yeah. peace. <laughs>